Welcome back to the Flat Rate Tech Podcast. You get a ticket at 12 o'clock. It needs diagnosed by 2, and it needs to be done by 5. But it's lunchtime. Let me pull this car in real quick and take a look at it before I go eat. Scan it for codes, no codes in the system. Perform some electrical tests, find out it's got a bad window regulator. You do your MPI inspection, do your fucking video inspection, you find the rear main seal's leaking. You turn in your estimate to the advisor, it's 12.45, you go to lunch. At 1.15, you get a call from the advisor saying that I sold the regulator and the rear main seal and a transmission flush, and they need it by 6 p.m. tonight. The regulator pays two hours to install, plus the hour that you got paid to diagnose the problem. Because your shop doesn't suck, they actually pay you to diagnose cars. And that's the reason why you work there, fair enough. The rear main seal pays 12 hours, it's a good job, but it needs to be done by 7. And you also got the transmission flush. So, so you say to yourself, I can get this done. You come back from lunch early, start tearing the transmission out. You get it out, it's now 4.30. You close at 6 o'clock. You replace the rear main seal and start reinstalling the transmission. The window regulator is coming from another dealership and it's not here yet because traffic's bad. You bolt up the transmission. You still got a lot of shit to reinstall. It's now 5 o'clock. The window regulator finally shows up. You finish the rear main seal. It's 6 o'clock. The shop's closing up. You stay until you replace the window regulator. Test drive the car after you did the transmission flush. Recheck it for leaks. It's all good. It's 6.45. You park the car and you go home. So now, you get home at 8 o'clock. You eat dinner late. Cold food. Kids are in bed. You play Call of Duty. You get your ass kicked for two hours. You say fuck it and you go to bed. You go to work the next day. And guess what? Guess what is still sitting there? The same fucking car parked in the same fucking parking spot that you left it. The customer doesn't end up picking it up until 5 o'clock that day. You wasted your fucking time working late for nothing. This is the reality of being a technician number two. If you haven't figured it out yet. And for you guys listening out there. The reason why I do these episodes is because I get so many emails of technicians talking about their day at work, and I kind of combine them all together and come up with these types of podcasts. And what's funny is I also got an email saying I shouldn't curse anymore on the podcast. If I didn't, maybe people would take me seriously. So... I read that email and I just laughed. And I thought to myself, well, I really don't give a fuck what you think. Don't fucking listen to it. I say what I want, and if you don't like it, don't listen to it. I don't give a shit. And most of the shit that I talk on here is from emails, from technicians out there, technicians in your shop. I just relay the messages, dude. If you don't like it, turn it off. Catch me outside, son. This isn't supposed to be a serious podcast. It's entertainment, bro. Take it easy. But if you actually listen, you might just pick up something. 
something that's happening in your shop that maybe you could change. Either way, if you don't like the podcast, don't listen. It's not for you. It's not going to hurt my feelings. I don't have any, dude. Moving on. You go on vacation starting next Monday. It's Friday. It's your last day. You get a bullshit Diag warranty ticket. Of course. You diagnose it. It needs a wire harness. There's a broken wire or short to ground or whatever. It's just a piece of shit car, right? You go in the parts. You order the part. It'll be here Tuesday. But you're on vacation that week. So you turn it into the dispatcher to give to somebody else. He says, oh, don't worry about it. I'll find somebody to knock it out. You go on vacation. You come back a week later and guess what's still there? Still sitting in your fucking bay with the parts on your bench. Nobody's touched it because they were too busy. Right? Yet, you see a car that you know you recommended a shitload of work on that came in Friday and they knew you were going to be back Monday and it wasn't due till Wednesday but another tech has it and all he has off is a wheel. That's all he got to. He just pulled the wheel off. So you go ask the dispatcher, hey, why does that technician got my upsells? He says he was supposed to have it done by now. He was low on hours, so I gave it to him so he can make some hours. Yet, your warranty wiring harness hasn't moved a fucking inch. So now you get to watch another lazy-ass fucking tech do your gravy work while you do the warranty bullshit harness that they said somebody else would do. So that customer for that warranty harness ended up waiting a week for nothing. So you get the harness done that day, get paid four hours because warranty time, you know. And that tech doing your gravy finishes it at the end of the day, makes 16 hours. 16 hours that should have gone to you. Just another day in the life of a tech. Here's another one. You're a lube tech. You were told that if you completed all your online tests, you would be sent to school, sent to training, and when you get back, you'll get a raise. You complete all your online training, tell the manager, he says, we're short-staffed right now and we need you here. He'll send you next month. Next month comes along, he says the same thing. The next month comes again, the manager says, training is booked for the next three months. I have you signed up as soon as they have an opening. Three months go by, you already quit, went somewhere else, and got paid more to start, and actually went to training two times. While that manager sits in his fucking office, wondering why he has no technicians. And wondering why they're all quitting. Here's another one. Master tech that knows electrical and knows how to actually diagnose and fix cars right. You get the other tech's comebacks and find out they just threw parts at the car. You ask them what pinpoint test they followed, they said, YouTube. So you have to re-diagnose the car and find out there's a bad BCM. You replace it, fix the car, you get paid 2.1, even though you have five hours into it. You do this two times a day and you get paid flat rate. You're losing your ass every day, carrying the shop, because no one else has been trained. Nobody knows how to diagnose. You make 30 hours a week while the other techs are cranking out 50, 60 hours a week, and cars they can't fix, they just throw parts at them, and they end up giving you the car to actually fix the fucking thing. Yet, when you go in the office and say you're losing your ass, the boss says he'll get you back. And he never does. These guys in this situation are the ones getting screwed the most. And trust me, it's not me. I'm not a diagnostic technician. I mean, I can diagnose shit, but I'm not that good. But these techs are the ones shops rely on the most 
But these are the techs that are underpaid, angry, pissed off, ready to leave. Because being a tech, you reach a certain point in your career as a technician where you have all this knowledge, all this training, and all these skills. You've been a team leader, you've been a foreman, you've done it all, and realized at this point, you just want to be left alone and work. Right? You don't want to be pulled here and there, driving with customers, talking to customers, holding text hands through diagnosing cars, because it ain't worth the headache. The pay isn't worth it. Most of the time, the pay's not worth it. But, the boss knows this. They know you know your shit, and they end up using you to fix other people's comebacks, or the hard diagnostic cars. They bring them to you, even though you're not even the shop foreman. You probably know more than the foreman. But this is okay for some techs. Some techs like to be the guy that the shop counts on, but when they don't get recognized by that, and by that I mean get paid for it, to do other people's comebacks and do all the hard diagnosing jobs, and they see all the other techs just cranking out hours, they get pissed off. And they have a right to be. You managers out there, you need to pay these techs, whether it's hourly or straight time, whatever, bonuses. You got to make up the loss they take to do these kinds of jobs, or else they're just going to stop doing it. Moving on. Shop foreman. All right, shop foreman, you dispatch all the work. You don't have to turn any hours. You get paid off the shop hours and CSI scores. You get bonuses. All right, you get handed a waiter at 445, even though you told the advisors and managers and the director that the waiters need to stop at 4 o'clock, but they hand them to you anyways. So now you have to stick that RO up a tech's ass, knowing they don't want to stay late, but you end up fucking one of them, right? And of course they bitch to you, and you say, there's nothing I can do. The next day, same shit. You have to listen to techs complain about shit happening in the shop. And tell them it's going to be okay. Everything's going to be fine. You tell them I'll talk to the boss and we'll fix it. Right? You talk to the boss, he says he doesn't have time for bullshit. Ask the techs to do some Google reviews for the shop because we took a hit from a customer. So now you go out and you ask the techs to do Google reviews. They say, I'm not reviewing shit. Because the fucking tire machine's been broken for two weeks now. You don't want my fucking review. Another tech says he went to school, got trained, and was told when he got back he'd get a $2 raise. And that was three months ago. He ain't reviewing shit. Now you get another waiter at 4.30 and have to find a tech to give it to. That's the life of the foreman. That's another part of the life of a foreman. Here you go. You have a tech in your shop that can do anything, fix anything, diag anything, works late, no complaints. He's been asking for a raise for months, hasn't gotten one. He says he needs to take a few days off next week. You're like, okay, did you tell the boss? He says, yeah. But he said I can't take those days off because it's the end of the month. Stick it up your ass. Regular tech. This happens all the time, right? He gets handed a ticket. He goes to grab the keys. There's no parking spot written on the keys. He goes and walks the lot trying to find the car. Can't find it. Asks the advisor and he says the car's parked in employee parking because there's no spots available. You ask him why he didn't write that on the tag. He says, I didn't park it. You ask the porter why he didn't write the spot on the tag. He says, he didn't park it. It's the fucking blame game. Nobody parked this fucking car here. 30 minutes wasted looking for this piece of shit car 
with a fucking recall that probably pays 0.3. I'm going to lunch, right? Here's a parts department one. Parts department. There's always a parts guy that fucking sucks. I'm sorry, parts people, but this is true, and you know it. There's only one parts person in every shop that gets shit right and orders shit right. And there's always a line of text waiting on this one person to help them. And this is probably the hardest person to work with, too. They probably have a shitty attitude because they're overworked and underpaid, which is true. They are the only good parts employee. They're past due for a race, and they're probably ready to quit. So you're waiting for the parts guy. You're in a line, but you got shit to do, so you go to the other parts guy. And you say, hey, I need a left front caliper for whatever car. They look it up, and after about ten minutes, they say they have to order it. It's coming from another shop. They order it, you go to lunch. You come back, it's sitting on your toolbox. You remove the left front caliper, you open the box of the new caliper, and find out it's the fucking right rear caliper that he ordered because he's a fucking retard. This is just another day in the life of a technician, right? But we still do it. We still come to work every day and we still bust our asses. We still like our jobs. It's better than sitting in a cubicle looking at a fucking computer just waiting to get laid off, right? can't play music, you can't eat at your desk, you just show up, sit down, and slowly fucking die for 15 bucks an hour in an uncomfortable chair in a room full of fucking McDonald's fans, right? Hoping it's somebody's birthday and somebody brought cake to feed the diabetic culture in the workplace. (laughs) Culture. I would rather work in a shop where I can call the tech next to me a fucking retard right to his face and he tells me to go fuck myself. And that's how we say hi. What's up, you know? Do that in your cubicle, and the fucking SWAT team's gonna be called on your ass. You need to go to sensitivity training. Fuck you, quit being a little bitch. (coughs) Alright, that's all I got today. I wasn't even gonna do a podcast, but I went ahead and did one. Rate and review on Spotify. I still haven't reached 100 yet. I'd release a Patreon episode. If you guys hit 100, come on, let's go. If you want to check out the Patreon page, it's uh, patreon.com slash flatratetechpodcast. Five bucks a month if you choose to do it. If not, don't blame you. Follow on Facebook. Follow on Instagram. It's all flatratetechpodcast. You can find it. You probably already follow it. Maybe you don't. All right. Thanks for listening. I'll catch you all next time.